I'm Luke Summerhays, and I love Coridon. One of the themes of the ninth generation Pokemon games were the past and the future. In Pokemon Scarlet, we focus on the past. There are some elements common to both games. The setting of Paldea, with its historic empire inspired by real-world Spain and Portugal. The legendary Pokemon in ancient cursed treasures. But then there are elements specific to Pokemon Scarlet, like the paradox in Area Zero. Up front we have Professor Sada, in her ridiculous cavewoman outfit. We met a rampaging, escaped woolly mammoth, and later, dinosaurs, screaming prehistoric jigglypuffs, and even an ancient alien. And all of this is summed up in Coridon, an absolutely ridiculous ancient ancestor of Cyclozar. Coridon is a dragon and fighting type Pokemon. It has the neck and tail of Cyclozar, which make it resemble a motorcycle, with rope-like antenna on its head which act as handlebars, and also kind of resemble the braided ponytails of the interconnected animals of Avatar's Pandora, but maybe that's just me. This is a prehistoric lizard though, with large dinosaur feet, a gnashing jaw, and feathers which could resemble either the feathers now believed to have adorned dinosaurs, or the headdresses of pre-Columbian American cultures. The association between wearing feathers and prehistoric or savage imagery is a little problematic, so let's pretend it's just a dinosaur thing. Pokemon Scarlet says, The ecology and other data about this Pokemon are unknown. It was named Coridon by the professor who discovered it. And Pokemon Violet tells us, it has similar characteristics to a creature described in an old book as the Winged King. Alas, we don't get to read the Scarlet Book or an Occulture magazine describing it. When we first meet the weak, timid Coridon, it is anything but a Winged King. It can't battle, but serves as this generation's equivalent to a bicycle. Through completing the Titan quest with Arvin, we could power Coridon up with Herba Mystica, and befitting that acronym, it can gain movement options like old HMs, Rock Climb, Surf, and eventually Fly, by way of Glide before the DLC. Later, at the end of the main story, we can delve into the crater of Area Zero, and discover the time machine through which Coridon and the other Paradox Pokémon arrived. We'll also encounter another, more aggressive Coridon, whose bullying is the reason ours is so scared. Through the power of friendship, we can defeat this bully, and the robotic professor controlling it, finally realising Coridon's apex form. The Pokedex says of this apex build in Pokemon Scarlet, This seems to be the winged king mentioned in an old expedition journal. It was said to have split the land with its bare fists. And Pokemon Violet says, This Pokemon resembles Cyclozar but it is far burlier and more ferocious. Nothing is known about its ecology or other features. Later on, players can actually return and catch the other Coridon too. As this is the monster that wounded Mabostiff and literally killed Professor Sada, I think it's the first Pokemon a player can catch 
with a definite human kill count? Maybe Mewtwo. Either way, pretty wild. The name Koridon combines the Japanese for the past with the Don suffix often given to dinosaurs, meaning tooth. It also makes a nice little pun with Ride On right in the middle there. Very cool. Dinosaurs and dragons are at the peak of natural power, mythology, and the symbolism of old European kingdoms. Koridon lives up to all of these expectations by being an absolute monster. Strong and fast, with a solid type combination, this is all taken to a ridiculous level by its ability, Oracalcum Pulse, which not only sets up sunny weather, but also boosts attack in sunny weather. An obscenely powerful monster. Oracalcum, by the way, is a fictional metal, referenced in ancient mythology as being mined in Atlantis. Ancient even to the ancients. I was a player of both Scarlet and Violet, though I see Scarlet as my main game. I played through Violet on stream, and have subsequently given the cartridge to my girlfriend. A big part of this decision is because I love the prehistoric vibe much more than the futuristic one. I come to Pokemon for pocket monsters. The more monstrous, the better. Music for Luke Loves Pokemon is composed by Jonathan Cromie. Artwork for the show is by Katie Groves. Writing, producing, and editing is by me, Luke Summerhays. Funding is provided by my lovely listeners. If you'd like to join them to help keep the show online and find other podcasts by me and my pals, head over to patreon.com slash podcastiopodcastius. Coming up are Miraidon and Walking Wake, so if you have thoughts about those or any other monsters, hit me up with a DM at LukeLovesPKMN or an email to LukeLovesPKMN at gmail.com. And of course, I'd love it if you could leave a 5-star rating and review on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Even if you don't feel like doing any of that, thank you so much just for listening. I love Koridon. And remember, I love you too.